0: What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And uh, what, I, what I've got for you today is a little bit different than normal. I was invited onto a podcast by Mike Hayes. He runs the uh, Getting Hired in Medical Sales Podcast, and so he invited me on to uh, to his podcast. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to post that podcast, or that's what you're going to listen to here on mine. You can also check it out on his podcast. And I would recommend if you um, if you like listening to medical sales podcasts and you're interested in getting into the industry, his podcast would be a good one to listen to. So check out Mike Hayes, uh, his podcast, Getting Hired in Medical Sales. And uh, yeah, that is the audio of that is coming up next for you here on the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. Yes,
1: yeah, so today is, is a uh, really going to be great interview with Colby Wood. Colby has a unique background. He got into medical sales straight. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let Colby tell you, but <laughs> but he's got a cool twist and turn how we got into medical sales. And then also later in our conversation, he's got something really cool he's doing now to share with everybody. So I'll stop there and to say welcome Colby thanks for taking time today.
0: Yeah, no I really appreciate it Mike. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm uh, looking forward to the conversation and uh, hopefully that hopefully your your listeners can find some value out of this.
1: Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So you're in medical sales now. So tell us a little bit about what you what you're doing now.
0: Yeah, so I am working uh, in orthopedic in orthopedics primarily. Um I am working with a startup company, and I actually just started with them about two months ago. Um, so that's kind of been a fun uh, departure from the more well-known companies in the industry, more established companies. So that's it's it's been a new experience, certainly, um, going into the market and bringing a new product to market from a company that nobody knows the name. So that's um, that's kind of where I stand right now. I've been doing that for about two months, and uh, and it's going well, so I've enjoyed it.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. excellent. C- congratulations. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so you're going to have some, you know, cutting edge stuff with the whole interviewing. That's what I love about this, you know, our podcast and guests like yourself, we're getting, you know, right off the press, what's working, yeah. what's challenging out there. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I can't wait to hear how that transition came about, but before sure. we do that, before we do that, let's just kind of go back and tell us, man, how'd you even get into medical sales for a lot of people just getting your foot in the door like that's the hardest thing, so how did you get started
0: yeah yeah no i i i fully I fully understand that as well i started I was fortunate enough to get into medical sales right out of college, so I went okay. to uh, I did my undergrad at the University of Michigan, and um, you know even coming into my senior year of college fifth year senior year of college i didn't even really know that this industry existed probably until the spring of, of my graduating year. I had a buddy who started working. He had graduated a year before I did. He started working for Stryker, And so we both had the same undergraduate major. And he's like, hey, you should come get into medical sales. I'm like, what's that?
1: <laughs> like,
0: wait, you, <laughs> yeah. go, you go sell products? You go into the OR? Like, what are you even talking about right now? You know right, exactly, I mean?
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so, funny. It's funny. I'm talking about but this, yeah. awesome, this awesome career that I've had and you're on this path. I think people have to realize, you know, it's not really advertised be- because of the nature of it. Right. I mean, you're you're selling these amazing products that can save people's lives or drastically improve people's lives. You're in a kind of highly regulated environment and there's this fair amount of scrutiny out there. So these are great jobs, but you know, they're not just going to be like on the front page of the newspaper. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. You know,
1: and kind of the opposite. So that's, you know. And it, so like, I would even like,
0: yeah. I, sorry, I would even add to that. I I mean, through my entire, you know, whatever it is through middle school, high school, college, like getting into sales was never a thing that was brought up like that didn't even seem like a viable career path. And maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe I was in a unique scenario. But, you know, in in my 16 years or 17 years or whatever it was, I mean, I never took a sales course. I never learned how to make a cold call. I never, I thought, like, I thought the people that got into sales were the low IQ people who couldn't get a
1: real job. (laughs) Yeah. Or it's a stereotypical used car salesman, right? Yeah. You're like, you're like, run, you know, run when that person. Yeah. Like, I didn't uh, even
0: realize there were like, you know, high level sales jobs, you know, and maybe that's just the background you know, super small town in Michigan and not very affluent, Um, you know, pretty poor growing up. Maybe, maybe that's just part of it, but it was certainly kind of a shock to me um, prior to getting into the industry.
1: Sure. You know, real fast, you know, kind of same with me, I was in industrial sales and I did have the sales background, but then someone said he ought to get into pharmaceutical sales. I'm like, what's that? You know, like, <laughs>
0: you
1: know, I mean, I mean, yep. like, where do I even start and what do they do? And, yeah, you know, then so anyway, I want to that's a whole nother podcast story. But well, so I'm going to pull back and let you continue. So sure. Uh, so sure. you were saying you're you're saying your senior year, you were your buddy and you were kind of talking.
0: Yeah. So he, he mentioned that. Well, he worked for Striker. He got a job with them. And so he's like, yeah, you should check this out. And I, I honestly had no idea about the industry at all. And so I started looking into it and, you know, I wish I had a more glamorous story to share, at least with, I think, I think it'll be more value talking about the more recent hires that I've had. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of my first entrance into this industry, I think just came down to luck and timing and chance. You know, I was, I was graduating and this was 2012 and uh, I was in the school of kinesiology. I was a undergrad uh, bachelor's of science in movement science and on the school of kinesiology website, uh, the company Arthrex who is a orthopedic sports med company. They had a job posting on there and I applied to the job. Um, obviously there were some interviews with it, but um, it was a little bit of serendipity of timing of chance of me graduating and the job being available in the in Ann Arbor, right where I graduated from. So uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think I had a lot of things going for me initially, and so that's that's how I got into the industry. I started with a company called Arthrex, and uh, and ended up being with them for almost five years.
1: Okay, well, you know, you put yourself out there, right? I mean, you you had a tough major. That only sounds like a you have to be pretty smart to major in that, right? Uh, (laughs) I I (laughs) got by. I got by. You Uh, know, I (laughs) I'm sure. So, and then you apply, you put yourself out there, and like you say, timing, chance, and serendipitous opportunity
0: yeah and you know i it's really stuck with me as well as i've been kind of on this career path uh one of the first guys that i interviewed with right in that first job out of of school uh he had told me he'd been trying to get into the medical device industry for 15 years well so uh, that really stuck with me and i feel very fortunate to kind of have been right place right time um you know, to be yeah. able to get, get into the industry right out of college when you've got obviously plenty of people, you know, around the country and, and probably listening to this podcast that are kind of on the same path and trying to get in and, and some people struggle. So, right.
1: Right. So that, you know, so I just add the whole sales thing. We, we know that it is about putting yourself out there, persevering, taking opportunities. You did it, bam, it happened. And uh, so so congratulations. Now, tell us like so then in the interview break, help us with that a little bit, because surely sure. your lack of experience, I would imagine that was an issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it definitely was, you know, and I think the important thing that I can share also is that, you know, I think. I think people that are trying to get in the industry that are struggling have an inherent assumption that the people that are really good, that have all the experience, that, you know, check all the boxes theoretically are going to get jobs every single time they apply. And that's just not the case. So the first job I applied for was a trauma position with Stryker in Lansing, Michigan. And, you know, I had a sit down um, meeting with the territory manager at one of the hospitals in Lansing. And then I had a sit down interview with he and his boss. And then I took the Gallup, uh, you know, kind of personality test so to speak. And apparently I, I did terribly on it. Uh, <laughs> you know, they liked me in the interview, but it, you know, I found out later that I, that I didn't do well on the Gallup and I didn't get that job. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to get the job with Arthrax, but I, you know, I, I try to make sure to share that with people because I think, you know, it's very easy for people to get you know frustrated or disappointed that, well, like, you know, easy for you to say, it's like, well, you know, it, it doesn't always happen the first time or the second time. So
1: Right. And you know, along with this conversation, we know that there are several other highly qualified folks uh, who, you know, aren't going to get that job. But mm-hmm. if, if you're putting yourself out there, that time and chance that we talk about on this podcast, that that's what you can control, you know, and then, then hey, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some.
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly.
1: So, um, yeah. So, well, not so the interviewing right out of college you didn't have yep. any sales background. Um, you were probably, yeah. you know, so tell us like, what was that process like?
0: Yeah. Sorry. You had asked about that as well. Um, on the, you know, not having any sales experience. That's, you know, <laughs> when I, when I was looking at every job posting, every job posting says even for entry level positions, it's like two to five years sales experience. Right. So, oh, that's helpful. You know, how am I <laughs> going to get the sales experience without and getting some, the
1: job first? And sometimes they want pharma or medical, you know, so you, you're not a yeah. total newbie. Total newbie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think I've got a different opinion on kind of that, which we can get to a little bit later, um yeah. that I think will be helpful, but I w- I w- kind of I try to go back to and and do my best to to recall what it was like initially, you know. Yeah, please, obviously yeah, I've please got a, do. Yeah, I've got a different perspective now, but you know, there there is isn't a whole lot that I could draw on, you know, the only, cuz they're going to ask you a bunch of questions and say like, oh, do you like this? Do you like that? Are you a hard worker, etc." But what really matters is they're going to ask for examples. You know, if you don't have sales experience, well, tell us what you're like. Tell us how you operate. Give us examples of, you know, when you've done this or when you've done that. And so the only thing that I could really do is try to draw on past experience. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to play uh, baseball in college. And so I was, a, I was a captain of the team for two years. And so then I tried to just draw on experiences of managing people, of interacting with people of, you know, how do I handle myself in high stress, high anxiety situations, things like that. And, you know, I, I don't want to overstate that, that I, I think I've got, it was like a magical bullet. I think they needed somebody and I was fortunate enough to fill it at the right time. And for whatever reason, they, they liked me and said, yeah, I think I could, you know, I could invest in this person to bring them into the company.
1: Right. But let me so. Yep. Let, but, you know, the whole reason I get excited about this and why I'm doing the podcast is people need to hear that because they can control that that part. You know, so what you did is you in sales. Right. If you have a clear objection, you can't dismiss it away. Right. You didn't have any sales yep. background. You didn't have any sales yep. experience. Period. Zero. And, and right. And now with, in your sales job. I'm sure there are objections to your product. Right. It's absolutely it's not, it's, it's not on this formulary or it's too expensive. Right. That's so it's always
0: too expensive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and so so in that interview, you you demonstrated to them that you could overcome an objection with a logical decision making process that somehow you, you persuaded them that you had enough relevant experience uh, mm-hmm. to to give to to give you a shot. And that's, that's what I get excited about. That's what I want my listeners to really focus in on. We all have issues, right? There's, there's never going to be like the perfect situation, the perfect candidate and there'll always be somebody who has more experience, but like Colby, you know, like you did, you, you got in there, you know, you, you, you got up to the plate and you, you know, you took, you took your swing and Mm -hmm. you you had, you had kind of a plan to say, well, I know I don't have sales experience. I can't lie. can't change my resume. I know you never would. I'm not saying that, but, you know, what we need to do is kind of get over what we don't have and really get excited about how we can present, you know, what we do have, you know, tell our story in the the interview. And then I believe it carries right over into your sales, you know, right over in front of that doctor. When you're in a competitive situation and a doctor or the OR, you got that same swagger that you got hired, you got through the training and now you're in the field. And I believe you create that momentum right out of the gate.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And you, you've just got to be able to, to tell your story, communicate. This is what I'm about. This is what I believe. This is what I'm excited for. Yeah. I understand. I don't have sales experience. I understand. I don't have industry experience. That's fine. Here's what I am bringing to the table. And if they don't take it, they don't take it. You know, like right. sales, you know, it's sales. You, you never score 10 out of 10 in sales. Right. You know, if you, if you go make 10 sales calls, you, you're going to get two meetings, three meetings, yeah. you know, it, yeah. I, I think about the interview process very similar to the sales process where I, I think, um, you know, if you're in, if you're actually a salesperson in a territory, would you have the expectation that every time I go interview or <laughs> not every time I go interview, every, every time I go call on a doctor, I would be able to get what I want. Like it doesn't go that way, you know, and I, that's kind of how I think and recommend people approach getting hired is they, they approach the hiring process, just like a sales process. Yes. You you put your best foot forward, you pitch your product, you pitch yourself. And, you know, some people are going to love it and they're going to say, yeah, you know, we'd love to have you on the team. And other people are going to say, no, we're going to take somebody else.
1: Yeah. And I think that the people that make it into medical sales and do well, kind of know that like they get better, like, right. Okay. I didn't get that interview. Okay. Maybe I dropped the ball on that question or I wasn't persuasive. Absolutely. You know, I just didn't connect with that guy's personality. Maybe there's nothing I can do about it. Or maybe next time I go back in with that, you know, my emotional intelligence a little more in tune to, to make sure, you know, so it's all those things Mm -hmm. you just got to get better. But the only way to do that is keep doing it, you know, keep, keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. gotta, gotta keep, keep taking your, taking your swings at the plate like you were saying.
1: Yes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So now one thing I, you know, I know we're going to, get something a little bit later in the interview because you actually have a podcast yourself. Yep. So tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about that. And then I I want to, there's one episode in particular that grabbed my attention when I listened to it. So tell us us the name of it and what kind of your goal is with that.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, the name of it is the medical sales certification podcast. Uh, I started it the end of last year. So I think it was like November probably, uh, was the first time I did an episode. Um, you know, for a couple of years in this industry, we drive a lot. So yes. I spent a lot of time in the car. You know, I probably put 25 or 30,000 miles on my car every year. And there's only so many podcasts I can listen to or so many phone calls, you know, I can make in the car before it's like, man, I really am not enjoying spending my time this way. So Exa- exactly. Yeah. So so that's kind of where that was born out of. I I had thought about doing it for a while, but I couldn't figure out how to make <laughs> To be totally honest, couldn't figure out how to make the audio sound good enough while I'm driving in a car to, <laughs> so that anybody would actually want to listen to it.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. they're Right. On the whole podcast topic, there's all the techie, you know, stuff. We don't want to get too bogged down with that, but yeah. you did it. Yeah. You, you figured out a way. And so, so congratulations. That's pretty cool. And uh, so, yeah, I, appreciate I, that. I, yeah, so yeah. Um, and what's your biggest goal there with the podcast? What do you, how are you trying to, to reach out and connect with people the most?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, to be totally honest, I think there's obviously selfish side of things for me where, you know, I'd like to, um, kind of be one of the, one of the guys and the well-known people in the medical sales industry. So like that, there's obviously a selfish side to it, but the the unselfish side is that when I started in my first job with Arthrax the first day on the job, I was given a three ring binder and they said, here's your information, learn it. And that was the extent of my training. Wow. Like like there was no sales training. You know, I went down to their headquarters to do, you know, like product training at like six months, three months or six months in something like that. But that was the extent. And, and I didn't know it at the time, but like, they're far and away the number one company in sports medicine. And when I started, that's, that's the extent of the training that I had. And so for a while, I've been thinking about like, there's a lot of people, especially early into their sales career that are going to be looking for information like this. And I could have really benefited at the time if I had something like this to kind of show me the ropes, like, what do you say on a cold call? (laughs) And I still remember my first cold call. It was in, uh, in Ypsilanti, Michigan on a podiatrist. And I pulled into the parking lot and I sat there for like probably 10 or 15 minutes before I went inside. Cause I was so nervous. I'm like, I don't even like, I've got a business card and that's all I like, what do I say? Wow. Like, I, don't even, I don't even know what I'm doing. So, you know,
1: that's, <laughs> I appreciate your, <laughs> appreciate your vulnerability. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the reality. And so yeah, I was thinking like, man, there's a lot of people that could actually benefit from hearing like somebody that's actually doing it. What what do you say when you walk into an office? You know, so that's just that's kind of one example. But that, that's kind of big picture. Um, you know, I, I don't. There, there's obviously the selfish side of it, but there's the unselfish side that I, I want to help a lot of people as well. You know, there's sure. this is a high turnover industry. And my assumption is that some of that is because there's such little training or maybe the expectations are not clear up front or the maybe people have a misunderstanding of what the day to day looks like. So I just want to be able to share that with them.
1: OK, well, that's great. And what a great service. And then you offer the the obviously the certification or training as well, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've got a that's kind of been a fun side project as well. Um, it's an online training program uh, that it's incomplete. Uh, it's a work in progress, but that's been fun. I've I've learned how to uh, build a website and put a learning management system together online. And and so I that's a kind of a more in-depth video training where I've okay. got actual, you know, whiteboard and markers where I'm, you know, part of it is the sales side. So I've got a sales point on there, but the other part is, you know, the medical side. So um, okay. the only one that's up right now is like shoulder training. So wow. uh, Excellent. You
1: know, well, that's, that's awesome. And I applaud you. That's really cool. Now, how can people find that? If, how people want to find, get signed up for that if they're interested?
0: Sure. It's uh, just medical sales certification uh, program.com. Um, uh, and then y- it's all free program, so they can just go online and click on that and sign up.
1: Okay. So. Excellent. Well, that's fantastic. And, yep. um, you know, like you, you're trying to help people, Hey, avoid that, you know, the, the school of hard knocks that you went through right?
0: <laughs> as much as possible. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, you're all going to have that angst. Um uh, yep. that's, that's why I'm doing the podcast. I mean, it seems like for me to get, to get hired in medical sales, it was just like this crazy ridiculous you know i knew i wanted to do it and i was i knew mm-hmm. i was i was getting closer you know like i had this you know like in sales right you're kind of sniffing out a deal like the more i got turned away and the more i got said no to that's probably not proper english the more i was turned down let's say that um, yeah the more determined i got and i'm like i got better and better and finally I got hired with johnson, johnson and johnson it changed my life i mean it's the best thing ever happened to me career wise for sure i mean I was in yeah. industrial. I was in industrial sales before that, and they could barely keep the lights on. I mean, profit margins were so thin in industrial sales; they basically closed the plant and had union problems. But once I got hired yeah. into pharmaceutical sales, and they explained to me how how profitable everything is, and where all the you know the we want again yeah, another show. But so no, so that's that for you, and, yeah. and
0: you, you you know that's a perfect example of persisting you know, and, and getting better and learning from the interviews that you do have when you don't get the job and figuring out what are the adjustments you're going to make for the next one.
1: Right, right. Exactly. So thank you. Now, the other thing is on one of your episodes, I loved your podcast. You were talking about how people should spend their time. So look at the typical person because of our, maybe going to business school, how our brains are wired. We tend to spend too much time applying online and not reaching out to people and, and building those personal connections, um, mm-hmm. so, so maybe I could ask you if you can remember that sure, episode sure. or you know remember your your message around that so yeah yeah, yeah, help yeah. Us out that, with that that's yeah.
0: you know it's actually it 's kind of funny um, you know, and funny, you bring it up timing wise I was scrolling Instagram you know the other night and uh, on my feed. I I saw this. this. is totally random, so you know, I apologize. But it no, it'll, it'll be relevant. I was scrolling it, and I followed the University of Michigan on Instagram, and there was a post saying that eighty five percent of jobs that are filled are filled through networking.
1: Wow, eighty five percent.
0: Now I went I went to Google to fact check it. And, you know, type that in. And obviously I fact checked it in like 10 seconds. So, you know, it's going to be true, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah Goog- Google's
1: the expert. Everything's true. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> kidding a little bit, but, but yeah. I, you know, regardless of if that 85% is accurate or not, we, I think everyone can be pretty confident that the majority and probably the vast majority of jobs that are filled are filled through networking. It's and lovely. what I, what I, it's actually somewhat frustrating, not like personally, but it's just like frustrating to see people spend so much time on their resume when, in all reality, what matters is how well you do in the interview and how many people you're connecting with and how many opportunities and interviews you're getting. Because you, at some level, just like sales, it's a numbers game. Like you might just happen to be interviewing against somebody that is way more qualified than you. And you might be a great candidate, but that person was slightly better. It doesn't mean that you're not qualified to get into the industry, it just might mean that you need to, you know, try on the next interview. And so, you know, I guess to that podcast episode in particular, you know, I, I get a lot of people that reach out to me and they ask me, you know, like, you know, what do you think of my resume? And they're, they're trying to focus on how, you know, the adjectives that they use in their, in their summary or the, you know, how they're specifically saying the specific details of what they did in a job description. And my thinking is, that is such a small percentage of what's going to get you hired that that's just not a good way to spend your time so if 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 we just accept for a second that 85% of jobs are filled through networking what really matters is how many people you're connecting with who could actually hire you or who act, who are connected into the industry that would know if a position is available and could at least give you a heads up on that or get you an interview that to me is way a way better That to me is a better way to spend your time than, you know, go, go home and sit in front of your computer and look at your resume and spend an hour trying to get your summary right. I just don't think that's a good use of time. That's kind of my,
1: that's kind of my take on that. Well, and I, I go back to your first sales call. You're sitting in the parking lot for 10 minutes, right? You're, if, if all we do is look at our sales literature, review our data, you know, think of five ways we can introduce the call and never get out of the call, never get out of the Mm -hmm. call. Pardon me and go put ourselves in front of that doctor and then pick ourselves up, you know, and go down the hall and do it again, do it again. We don't get any better. Totally. And totally. Yeah. now why is it, why do you think that when, when we think about getting into this business or just any high level job, this is a high level job. So mm-hmm. why do you think we think as people, it's a good idea to sit on LinkedIn or indeed and crank out applications?
0: Well, I think, I think, I guess I don't know exactly. What I do know is that even in at least in my experience in these quote-unquote higher level jobs, you're still interviewing with a human being. And human beings have flaws and we all make decisions emotionally and you know, regardless there there is no script for how somebody hires somebody in medicine or in medical sales. It's not like each company has a script that says you need to have this you need to have this and you need to have this, and then that is what's gonna get you hired. It like what matters is did you connect well with the person that you were interviewing with? Did they like you? Did they think you have the skill sets or the attributes that could develop into a strong rep? Did they enjoy, you know, your company? I think people get very they they're maybe hoping that there's like an A plus B plus C equals D formula for exactly how to do this thing. But I think I think it's a lot less that and it's a lot more of how many people can I connect with so that I can have more at bats trying to get hired. And, you know, so I don't know, I guess that's kind of my take on it. I think that people are emotion like human beings are just emotional beings. You know, we, in sales, one of the things you learn is that, you know, people struggle to use the prefrontal cortex in the brain, which is kind of the higher level decision-making. You know, everybody uses that kind of the reptilian, <laughs> brain, you know, right off the brainstem, that's very emotionally driven. And so to, you know, when you really get good at sales, you're trying to play to that and understand that. But like getting hired to me is the exact same thing. You know, I sat down, I sat down and grabbed a coffee. There was a guy that reached out to me a couple weeks back uh, before he was going back to college. He's a senior this year at Ohio state and he lives in the area. And so he reached out to me. And so I grabbed a coffee with him and I would have hired the guy on the spot without any experience. And the only reason why is I thought he would be a great rep. Like he was yeah. very personable. I could tell he was a hard worker. He had a background that I liked. He just came off as somebody that was going to be good in the industry. And I, he didn't have a resume. Like I would have hired him without a resume. Right,
1: right. You know,
0: like, and, and you could say whatever you want about the timing of that, or that's not usual, or that's not typical, or, you know, I haven't had that. Like, okay, that's fine. But people get hired every day in this industry that don't have the absolute perfect background, but you know, it's just, it's a matter of effort.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. And uh, kind of, as we wrap it up here a little bit, I think that's, that's, you know, I think you're offering that to people to reach out to you to, Hey man, go to that next step. And once you get in, you've got, you've got a training certificate, you know, program to help them excel. I'm out here saying, I'm out here saying, yeah, let's figure out like what's the next best step. Let's take it. Together, because like you said, if, you, if you, I say if you pull back the curtain, you just said it, right? People buy from people they like. Absolutely. It, it, you put yourself out there. You find the opportunity. You're intelligent enough to, you know, have your game together and be able to answer the questions. Yep. And then yep. and then tell you, tell your story. If you do that enough, then timing and opportunity will come your way. And you can get in this business. And you did it. I did it. I've been doing it for 30 years. I've had an amazing career. I've traveled literally, I don't want to say around the world, but almost. And yeah. you know, financially, it's been awesome. And there's opportunities left and right. And uh, so thank you, Colby, so much. I think absolutely. Just, you know, people hearing that from you, cutting edge. So real fast, take us, take sure. us real fast back. i am put you on the spot a little bit. You just yeah. went through it. Yeah. You just got hired in this startup. So just give us like, tell us about that transition for you? Sure,
0: sure. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was networking, honestly, um, and not really on my part. The The guy that hired me, my manager reached out to me on LinkedIn. He had worked with uh, a company in the past uh, with a guy who I knew and had developed a relationship with. And he had asked that guy, hey, do you know somebody in Chicago that might be interested? And so that's kind of how the connection happened. He reached out to me on LinkedIn, sent me a message that, hey, you know, would you have any interest in doing this? Um, and, uh, and so I jumped on the phone with him initially, and then he flew into town and I had an in-person interview with him. Um, then I had a phone interview with his boss, um, and then had another, another phone interview with, with, uh, the guy that originally reached out to me and then ended up getting the job, but,
1: uh, so let me take you back to now in the middle of that. And in the middle of that interview, did you have to really step up and, you know, prove yourself or overcome a challenge or anything like that? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I'd I'd like to just throw this in as a, as a, uh, uh, I don't know, tidbit, uh, useful information. I earlier this year in 2019, earlier this year, I interviewed with two different companies for two different positions. Now they were not in orthopedics, so they were not necessarily in my sweet spot of, you know, experience and knowledge base and whatnot. I interviewed with two well known companies for good positions and didn't get either of them like hmm. earlier this year. You know, and so I feel like it's important that people understand like, yeah, okay, you're doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. We're trying to give information to people. It, you know, I think people think like, oh, they must be able to get any job they want because they like that's just not the case. Right. You know, so I, I throw that out there just as a because I, I want, I want to make sure people understand like, you know, you, it, you're not going to get it every time. So. yeah,
1: I mean, there's amazing opportunity, but like you said, it's, it can be, it can be super competitive or you like, and you've just already discussed, you can walk in, timing's right, but that's what this is all about. Right. And that's, what's exciting wow. about it. It's the, the industry's changed. The, your jobs will be a little bit, bit different, but they're out there and you've, you've shown that. So,
0: yep. yeah. So in, with this, sorry, in, with sorry. this sorry.
1: interview, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I was going to, let me, <laughs> I got sidetracked there. I apologize. You had okay. asked about, you know. The interview and in, in it being tough and and whatnot, um, it was very tough. the The phone interview that I had with our director of sales was actually the most difficult interview I've had, uh, and it was on the phone. and He was he was grilling me in a very good way, but I had worked for the bigger companies prior to working for this company. So his fundamental question to, to me was, "Why should we hire you when you've never worked for a startup before?" Like, yeah, okay, you've worked for one of the big companies, you have experience, but I don't have. I don't necessarily have confidence that you're going to be somebody that's willing to go out there and knock on the doors and and do this for a company that doesn't have a brand, that doesn't have products in the market currently, that nobody is going to know who we are, what we do, what we sell. You know, why do you want to go do this? Why do you want to go bang your head against the wall with a startup when you could just work for one of the major companies? So you know, those are those are tough questions that sure. you know that I had to prepare for, and that you know your listeners are going to have to prepare for. You know, I my My thinking on interviewing that it's kind of evolved over time is I try to spend the majority of my time, let's say 75, 75% of my time, figuring out how I'm going to answer the questions of why I would not be somebody they should hire. Like, okay. It might be a little bit of a brain test. Just
1: no, I got That's that's good. That's cool. So like, yes,
0: this, this guy, like it's a startup company. I've never worked for a startup before. So when I'm preparing for that interview, I'm thinking, hey, Colby, you've never worked for a startup company before. Why, why, should, we I, hire why you? should
1: I hire you? Right.
0: That's that's what I'm preparing for prior to the interview is how do I answer that question? Like, I don't need to spend that much time thinking like, Colby, what makes you good at medical sales? Like like anything, any questions that you're going to get in the interview process that are more or less layups, you know, easy questions to answer. Those are going to be fine. You, you can really pick those up and answer them well on the spot. You don't need a whole lot of preparation. But what, yeah. what's going to slip people up is when they say, hey, Mike, why would we hire you for this position? Mike, I don't think you have the background for this. You don't have sales experience. You don't have, why should we hire you? That I think is where people need to be spending more time figuring out this is how I should answer that question. Okay. So, that's kind of okay. my, my thinking there.
1: That's good. I love that. And on my episode, that's going to be released first part of next week, my guest that's what we, she talked about. She, she had like six stories prepared in the back of her mind, six examples, you know, from her, her previous job, six ways to answer story, you know, stories that she could go to, to answer questions. That's great. Yeah. And, and I love that because I did that too. I, and, and I think again, we we're going a little deep here, but I think it's worth it. The interviewer, doesn't know you you're the expert on you so they have a job to do to find the right candidate so if mm-hmm. they throw if they throw that question at you and you stumble all it gives them is a red flag well maybe maybe he's not you know really the right guy yeah yeah but but if you reach back to your one of your examples and, and can deliver it up and satisfy that question, that interviewer is really moving on to the next question. Because his, at the end of the day, his job is to find the right person, and you're one of several candidates he's going to see that day. So mm-hmm. psycho- psychologically, you're making it easy for him to hire you, to bring you back. But they're like sharks too, right? If they smell blood in the water, they're going after it.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, for my sure, first my, my first job with Johnson & Johnson, man, they were – I had no medical background at all, and when they sniffed that that out and they brought the regional guy in, man, he grilled me. He gave me what he did. He gave me the back of a package insert and had me read it out loud. <laughs> here, here I've had no medical. I went to, I, when I went to college, you get a business degree with no science. So, yeah. in inter- yeah. so in the interview, he had me turn over the sales piece that has the package insert in the back and had me read it out loud. and I, It sounded like gibberish to me. He was... Just, he, he was just trying to establish the point that I had a lot of work to do to learn about sure. ophthalmo- you know, ophthalmology because I was going to be calling on you know, uh, eye surgeons and, and, you know, so, but yeah, you know what, that's in, great. In, that, in that case, I had to take my medicine like, okay, you know, this is, he's just trying to help me understand. You got to count the cost. If you, we're we're going to be willing to hire you, but you got to know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. But I, I had worked so hard to get to that point in the interview. I kind of realized now that try in in one sense I had won them over, and we were now you know he was going they were gonna be hiring me. But to your point, I had done my homework. I was answering all the questions so that the interview just kind of moved through it. And now they were you know helping me to understand what I was getting myself into. But to, to your whole point, you know I was confident because I could answer those questions and move through the interview process. Yeah. Because if you slip up,
0: sorry, because you had mentioned a second ago, if you slip up on one of those, you know, blood in the water, they're going to find what your weakness is and then just exploit it. So,
1: and these people are good at, right. I mean, you're talking top of the food chain. Most of these people, you know, they're going to bring in a, put their, put, you know, reach out and put you on the front line out there in front of a a doctor with patients lives and all the liability and accountability. So they're hiring sharp people. So these managers, Wow. I mean, they they're really sharp. So as long as Mm -hmm. you're sharp, as long as you're sharp and prepared and done your homework, then vice versa is true. They see that there. And then I what I try to help people with is when we get going in the process, interviewing process, you're going to create that, you know, that demand by, hey, if you don't hire me, I'm going down the street to your competitor.
0: Yeah.
1: By my boldness and my cockiness because I'm interviewing with three or four other companies as we speak, and I'm in a second or third, and I teach people to name drop and, you know, really build up that whole process. By the time, you know, you're out there, they see that you're a catch, you're you're good, and uh, that Mm -hmm. comes through like like you did, all this preparation. So, well, Colby, wrapping up, you mentioned earlier in our our talk, I think before we got on the uh, phone, that you probably had 100 or so people already go through your training. So- um,
0: yeah. yeah that's great yeah no i appreciate that yeah i've got uh right about 150 people i think signed up online uh, that's excellent so yeah hopefully
1: excellent.
0: hopefully people are getting good value out of it you know that's that's the number one objective is to to help people understand what it is they need to learn and get better and you know um you know if yeah. we if we help people get there's a jim Rohn quote that i just i i just believe it um if anybody knows jim Rohn, he's kind of a Uh, I don't know. You could say motivational speaker. I don't know exactly what his title was. He passed away, but he said, if you help enough other people get what they want in life, you'll get what you want in life. And I just, you know, I buy, I buy that. So.
1: Excellent. Excellent. So speaking of that, what's the best way for people to reach out to get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, email me, uh, Colby at medical sales certification.com. There's also a phone number on the website that you can reach out to me. Um, So if you go to that website that we had mentioned before, uh, medical sales certification program.com. You'll be able to see that. And so, um, perfect. yeah, and it's,
1: and it's free so that you're offering a great service to help Absolutely. people, you know, get off to a fast start in their career. I'll put that in the show notes too, for today. So Colby, thanks for everything. Have a, a great day and we'll just stay in touch.
0: That's you're awesome. Right? Thanks Mike thank you as well. Okay. Uh, bye now. Take care. Bye.